0: This is your captain speaking. You are currently listening to the questionable guide to life strap in, strap on. We take off at the starting gun. So I, I was pulled aside by the, the producer of this porn and he, he was like, Hey, listen, you, you gotta stop going up to the, the women and, Honking their boobs and going honk honk, and I'm like, yeah, I I thought that I was the talent, but apparently I was wrong, and so I put on my size forty red shoes and and just walked on out. (laughs) You got to respect yourself. At least he didn't stop you from honking yourself.
1: I mean, yeah, as long as you have complete bodily
0: autonomy, that's all that really matters. (laughs) Exactly. It's hard for a clown out here these days. Anyway, season two, episode one, we're back, <laughs> and we have an amazing guest as well, um, one of my best friends in the whole world, very knowledgeable scientist, uh, my friend Tanner. You,
1: you, keep, you keep saying those things, my cat's going to beat my ass again, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> my life He's spiteful. <laughs> He's just over here, like about to tip over his water bowl. He's like, Did I hear this shit again? Do I have to go over there? <laughs> Don't be so. slicing my boy up. Don't be fucking doing it. <laughs> God
0: damn. So we actually have a very good reason why it's been so long. Um and Johnny knows uh the story a little better than I do. So
2: so you see what happened was, right? Right. So like in order for me to perform and stuff, I need like cocoa puffs, like with lots of milk. You know what I'm saying? And then I like to drink the chocolate milk afterwards. So what happened was I realized that I had run out of milk. So I went to every store and they ain't had no milk. So uh, I basically went and got a calf and raised it from birth to milking age so that I could load up these delicious uh cocoa puffs that I am eating right now.
0: And here we are. We made it. And this is Bessie. <laughs> yeah, we have the cow on the podcast as a, a guest guest. <laughs> so in that in that previous story, um, I also caught a lot of flack for my uh, my flapper girl porn name, um, Urethra Franklin. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. <my
0: God. laughs> yeah. I'm not even the hero in my own story. <laughs> oh man, it's better it's better than my poor
2: name Adolf Dickler. Oh no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hey, there has to be a Hitler reference in every episode. It's it's part of the rules.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Did you Christ. forget the I, rules of the podcast? I, I forgot about that. I I really did. I, I forgot that we had a Hitler joke in every one of these. We even had the three clicks to Hitler bit. Oh yeah, Man. <laughs> it's it's crazy. There are people uh, like we were on the Keys Dan podcast, and he was actually mentioning things that we had talked about in previous episodes, and. <laughs> he was mentioning bits that we had and he was like, what made you think of that? And like two things. One was, I already knew the answer to it. And two, I did not remember what he was talking about. <laughs> I, like, I remember the conversation, but none of the specifics. And he was like, I am totally unprepared for a deep dive interview from someone um, because they, he watched it not watch, He listened to every episode of the podcast in like the the days leading up to that interview. That's intimidating. Yeah. Like he was he knew his stuff too. <laughs> he was he was good. And then he said, This stuff that you guys say sounds like it was come up with in just such a drug induced stupor. And I wanted to be like, Can you believe it's actually just a stupor? <laughs> you are just like that. I'm just built different. Yeah, B- different. And I just like quickly like flex my arms on his podcast. <laughs> no, but how so strong, strong I am, Dan. <laughs> Yo, Dan. Medical condition. I built different.
2: I, you know, you know that funny bone. Mine's enlarged.
0: <laughs> Johnny, that's just a tumor. Listen here. We'll be back next episode. We got to go to the hospital.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You you know why they call them tumors? Because it's tomorrow's problem. All right. (laughs) I
0: hate that. (laughs) I hate (laughs) inspiring words. You're demoted to guest.
1: All right, this is your uh, second co-host, Tanner
0: Hobbs. For one episode, you're demoted to guest. All right, cool. Now deep dive into
2: my interview. (laughs) Well, you see, I really like this thing that sloths do. (laughs) Where they sleep
0: all day. It's great. Wow, what an interesting guest. Riveting entertainment. You have sex as a sloth, that'd be awesome.
1: The shit probably ever
2: yeah but the suspense will kill her <laughs>
1: <laughs> like if, that, if the average woman is like oh my god is it over yet like you gotta wonder how sloth women feel jesus christ this is so this is how we're starting this off If somebody says that like i just imagine like God actually talking to Jesus Christ when he's like six and being like, Jesus Christ, this is ridiculous. You've, you've been trying to read this page for like three minutes and I, I'm done with it. I'm
0: absolutely over it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and man, it's going to be kind of like, a a crisscross with like <laughs> this first thing that I actually want to talk about. Um, I I kind of want to talk about uh I was talking actually talking to Tanner about this yesterday. Um we don't really talk about religion a whole lot as a as a society as a whole. Um and there's there's just this weird stigma around politics and religion and people are afraid to talk about them. Um and you know I've always said like it's it's stupid to not talk about them but I myself don't even talk about my own like beliefs even um and uh I I was telling Tanner yesterday that um it's weird for me in a way because I tell people like I am not religious but like I believe in a lot of things that kind of align with like spiritualism um and in a way some aspects of Hinduism but I wouldn't claim that you know, cause I'm not, I'm not one of those people that, uh, believes in God, I would say. Um, but I believe very much in, uh, uh, how do I even put this? I guess like in a way mindfulness and appreciating the world around you in a way, um, you know, self-improvement, things like that. And like, uh, like really appreciating moments for what they are, um, as opposed to like having a religious viewpoint from everything. You know, like I, I've been looking at a lot of uh a lot of teachings from really from the uh Duncan Trussell Family Hour podcast. He has a lot of people on that have taught me a lot of things about uh about like Ram Das, uh the Maharaji, um Neem Karoli Baba and like his teachings. Um and I really I really like I told Tanner um some of these yesterday but these uh I told I told Tanner um this kind of like principle that I had started following um and it was from uh something Maharaji said and it was like the best form is to worship God in every form and in that essentially what I what I kind of gather from that is you know, you see insects, you see trees, you see, you know, other people. And in those people, that's essentially God, because that, that is the universe. That is, you know, and that's people. And to appreciate them and really appreciate the humanity in people. Um, and I, I think that's what has helped me deal with a lot of anger issues. And a lot of, because uh, I, was, I was a very angry kid. Um, I, I know I was a hell of a child to raise. Um, and I, I don't, I wouldn't say necessarily in a good way. Uh, because I, I had a lot of like, I went through a lot of turmoil, um, as a child with like, you know, my, my parents split, uh, real early in my life. There was a lot of craziness, um, between them. And it's, it's just a whole thing after that. And, finding in a way, spiritualism kind of like changed a lot of that for me. I, I, and I still, I I will still snap at people at times. I will still, you know, like get, get defensive. Like that. It's just not something that you can really, you know, beat. You can just be better about it. Right. Um, and, and both of you as like my, you know, my best friends you've seen, you've seen that. And like, it's just one of those things where, like, you can't really beat it no matter how hard you try, but you kind of got to learn to mitigate it. And so yeah, I don't...
2: You leave, you leave the empty toilet paper roll on the dispenser one
1: fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's that's actually like almost an even better comparison. I mean, yesterday when we talked about this, I made, I, you know, we you, you talked about like never really being able to conquer anger. And I was like, you mm-hmm. know, the only people who think that you can conquer anger are people who have never stubbed their toe in the middle of the night. But I mean, that, it's in that same vein. <laughs> the only people who think you can yeah. conquer anger have never been mid shit and seen zero toilet paper on the roll.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, that's a special man, kind I, of vulnerable. I loved that conversation actually and if I could actually go back to that conversation um in a way well in a way I I could uh definitely go in that direction from what I'm saying here um in that I learned in being an angry person um that like I can't get away from it you know no matter how hard I try and a lot of people see me and and they're like like they would be surprised if I told them that that I I was a very angry person um, because I, I try to be, you know, fun loving and, and very laugh cool. all the time. Yeah, exactly. Like I just they try to exude to that. Yeah. Um. And over time, I just realized that wasn't something I was going to be able to beat, but it was something I was going to be able to, to learn to control better. And I, the way I put it yesterday was, um, a lot of people call it, you know, conquering your demons, but in a way you, you kind of just got to tame your demons yeah. because it, Tanner actually made this observation as well that um, while you're not conquering your demon and in that you're taming it, it is still very much a wild animal. And so that's, it just ties right back into what I was saying about like, sometimes I'll be snappy with people and it's it's just out of nowhere i don't mean to do it um but it's something that you know i'm not going to quite beat but i've gotten better at it because of you know learning about those principles of mindfulness and mindfulness of other people and now i i try really hard not to like get angry with people or like argue with them in in an angry way like i i try to just discuss things and it's made things so much easier in my life and honestly like it's
1: it's so weird hearing you like talk about that because it i i come from like such a like an opposite spectrum of that i mean i've you know i've, I've been angry in my life you know i've been about as angry as i would imagine the average person would be for you know most of my youth and mm-hmm. my young adulthood but going into like my middle adulthood and, like in my mid-20s and stuff i've really started to notice like my anger issue is getting worse and like I find myself asking a lot like where that comes from and like what the root of that is. And I, I often wonder like how much of that is like directly related to kind of like my depression and like because when when you people who like have had depression and like you know experience those big bouts of depression understand that like it's very easy for you to be able to only feel two things, which is that sadness and that numbness. And it's like that's sort of been my my hurdle of like kind of learning to sit with my sadness and process it instead of like pushing it aside or pushing it down. And um, it's almost as like as I've started to learn to tame that aspect of my personality and like my my own struggles that the anger has really come out. And I, 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 I wonder if it's, you know, due to, you know, I, I'm not sad about it anymore or like I, I can handle the sadness. So like the, the anger comes more to the forefront. Um well, because well the okay. thing with the thing with
2: anger, right? So like this is just my my theory on it, right? So um anger is like the purest form of feeling something. So when you go straight from numb to being able to feel again, um anger is the first thing that comes because you're pissed off at the fact that you wasted time. Um, if that makes sense. Like what it's like when, um, people quit smoking or when they quit like chewing tobacco or they quit drinking, the first thing that happens when they're without that, that drug is anger, right? right. It's the first, it's that short temper <clears throat> of anger. And basically what it is is when you're depressed, your body uses like your, like lack of serotonin as a sort of high to numb itself from whatever pain you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, once that high wears off, then your body, you know, does the same thing, the same form of withdrawals you would after coming off a drug, which is just rampant anger, the, the twitching, the uneasiness, the, you know, the shifty eyes, all that. Like those, those are all symptoms of actually coming down from depression. So, and, and that, and that's why people end up falling into depression ruts too. Is because they start uh, feeling like they're becoming a terrible person again, and then it drops them right back into the depression because it's easier for their brain to bring the depression back again. It's fixed than for them to actually overcome whatever's causing it.
1: Yeah, that's that's actually a really good way to put it. I mean, you know, and it makes sense because we're at our core, I like I think most humans are, are creatures of habit. You know, we tend to fall back into patterns that are that are familiar to us, and whether that be thought patterns or behavioral patterns we tend to go for those, those things that we recognize and like gives us a sense of normalcy or a sense of um, just normalness in general, really. Um, yeah. I, I'd actually really never really thought of that that way. That's that, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah. yeah I mean, anger's,
2: it, angers, anger is the body's response to not knowing what the fuck it's
1: supposed to do. And I, and I think it's, I think it's actually more than that because, um, in uh, one of the things that, um, we talked about when I was, uh, studying addiction studies, because before I went down what I actually ended up graduating for, that was my study. And, um, one of the things my, um, program coordinator kind of, uh, talked about a lot was this idea that when you come off of, you know, drugs or alcohol or nicotine or whatever, um, a lot of what you feel is not just anger, but is you and, and I love how she put this because I, I've always thought this was very, very accurate. Um, you feel like an exposed nerve. If you've ever had nerve pain, then, mm-hmm. then you understand what I'm talking about. And it's, it's the psychological equivalent of that to where every sort of stimuli, every interaction has a profound effect on your psyche and on your, your, your mental processes. That you, you you don't really have that that insulation around it to where you can sort of process it and sort of mitigate the feelings. It's this sort of like direct snap knee jerk response of you know stimuli and reaction. And I've always thought that exposed nerve is a good way to put that because I th- I think at, at my worst it's it can be something that even even makes me happy and like I I find myself going through this cascade of emotions at my worst times is like. Something that makes me happy causes me to feel sad causes me to feel angry causes me to feel um just just anything else it's 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 a roller coaster ride
0: hmm. yeah i i can i feel like I can kind of relate to that over like a kind of like a longer period in that uh i you was know, saying that um that anger that I would always feel it really carried from uh Like now when I was like super young, I was a fucking super angry kid. Um, I did not talk to people. I did not like people. Um, And it kind of got better after I was like probably 13 or 14. um, When I got out of the, uh, like the foster home that I was in and I I got to my dad's and I decided I was going to try to, you know, do better about myself. And that's when I started just joking all the time. Um, And that, that joking all the time and finding that making people smile and laugh was like what I wanted to do. um, I think that changed everything for me in, in finding that purpose. And once I started uh you know learning about all these these teachings and like you know the Maharaji and everything it made me realize that like my form of like meditation and and peace with myself is making people laugh and that kind of i really feel that in that uh we we actually started a youtube channel in the time that we haven't had uh you know the podcast going um and Something that I, I really wanted to say about that is when I'm creating content with anyone, and now, uh, at this point, I've created content with both of you, and it's, it's the same with both of you, in that we all have a very improvised style of comedy, and um, even before making content with either one of you, like any conversation we have, we just we laugh all the time. And even though our YouTube channel is like just such a small production right now um it's amazing being able to make content with people that are so talented with comedy because like you have funny people and i get told that i'm funny a lot and like not to you know not to suck my own dick or anything but like <laughs> but like means, i self
2: means self-blow away
1: suck that dick suck that dick <laughs>
3: Dick. Yeah. <laughs> be
1: comedically
0: gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> be comedically asexually gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but something that um literally everyone in those spookies has now made the joke that like like oh when uh when Landon stops carrying the content and going and doing and going solo and uh it makes me laugh and like i think it's funny but like everyone in that group is so funny and i am able to achieve the jokes that i achieve in those videos because of you guys and because of them because like i get the most perfect setups for jokes i get like um our friend obi who is actually on the podcast uh, we have a a couple of videos with him and his like the little sounds that he makes while we're playing the game, Um, we were playing devour and he was warning me about the monster that we were trying to hunt. And I was like, she gets all spidery and stuff. And he was like, uh, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, so you're telling me she's my kind of lady. And then he goes, (laughs) Ooh. And I was able to animate his (laughs) ooh going across the screen and it just added so much to it. So like even just the little things, make it amazing and it it just feels like a privilege to be able to work um with people that are so like skilled in comedy like that
2: I mean I mean I do get told that I'm a pretty funny guy all the time but looks aren't everything <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: have sort of different experience, like growing up. Like I, I was, I was told I was funny, but it was, it was more in the sense of, oh, so you think you're funny, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Followed uh, by a hook, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, usually a right. <laughs> See, yeah, I grew hard, up, you know,
2: I grew up in a household where it was, uh, my dad was hilarious, and my older brother was hilarious, and I was quiet. You joked in because... your family growing up? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know the 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 greatest joke ever played was, you know,
1: your birth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Man, where's where's the intro gun? Somebody fire the intro. Gun. <laughs> <laughs> we're really we're really getting into the of really
2: like the story. Into into the, episode. Into... We're really diving into our uh, Batman villain origin stories. Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> you get what you if fucking see... deserve. You see, it all began when I was born.
0: (laughs) Before the podcast, Tanner was actually starting to tell a story that I told him to save because the concept (laughs) was so funny, but... Do you want to just go ahead and
1: run it? Uh, Yeah, sure. So, so they mentioned somebody (laughs) said something about um, getting get a bird with a gun, um, and I and I brought up the fact that a couple of me and a couple of friends at work the other day were actually discussing like the logistics of a crow firing a gun, and you know we pretty much came to the point it was like okay, so it's not a conversation, and we 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 quickly approached this. We were like okay, so it's not a conversation about intelligence. I think most people who know a little bit about crows. (laughs) Know that it's it's well within a crow's intelligence parameters to be able to actually pull the trigger on a firearm and release a bullet. Now the question to me is truly whether or not a crow can physically hold said gun. And and we 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 went back and forth, me and uh, John at work, little John, and um and yeah! Harley. And... <laughs>
3: <laughs> <The window>! <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: yeah i I actually work with a world-renowned rapper so if y'all could keep that on the dl that'd be that'd be out his his rap career is not as successful as he would lead you to believe it's okay he actually works in a
0: a bolt warehouse with me
1: and
2: tanner just tell him to start stocking up on the purple crunk energy man because i'm tired of the i'm tired of the orange stuff
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> so, so we, we we were we were going back and forth and kind of discussing we were like okay so like you know a crow has like what like th- what like four feet like a, like a back talon and like three front ones so it's like how do you get a crow to actually physically hold a gun and then you know harley told me he was like we well, realize crows are actually like you know they're they're like two feet tall almost they can't get huge i mean they can get almost the size of an owl honestly and 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 the real deal there's a real deal breaker for me is like crows have been shown to like establish a frame of communication like they will they they can like do like dances and stuff to like essentially show direction of food and such um so if 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 crows are capable of communicating on that level and like cooperating i think there's no question in my mind that crows could like operate together to hold said gun (laughs) so i I think that i think that the when you when you ultimately ask the question can a crow kill me with a gun yes (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> all right. It was it's the all
2: father plan. That's the name
0: <laughs> of the episode. The <laughs> questionable guide to crows with guns. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, crows don't fuck around, dude. They're murder pigeons. They yeah. simply find out. <laughs> that's You're it, right? Yeah. How yeah. to shoot guns.
2: Yeah. Yeah, why do you why do you think oh. that the the Norse used them as uh Odin's messengers? 'Cause them motherfuckers is
1: conniving. Hey, Mike, you know crows are seriously dangerous when even the Vikings were scared of crows.
0: Yeah. Can't wait Straight till we down. get on Dan's podcast again and he's like he's like, what was that about crows with guns? And I'm like, I can only explain it to you, Dan. I can't understand it for you. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> one of my favorite insults and ever. And, and yeah. Let this
2: be known, we are not talking shit on Dan. It was a great
0: experience. To oh, yeah. To yeah, <laughs> no. It was just hard to explain a lot of the things that happen on this podcast. Because, like, when, when know, people are like, why up. did that happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why did that happen? Well, we-
2: <laughs> thought process, 101. Well, first, you need to be born with ADHD, Dan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to success and then find someone with equivalent energy that's chaotic (laughs) and And you have
2: ADHD and chaos together and you produce funny
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's honestly kind of a miracle we're even still like on a even cohesive topic I mean yeah, uh, I
0: know that I joke with just the same, <laughs> just the same as I do with you, Johnny. Oh. We go on <laughs> some tangents the other day. Oh, okay,
2: like go ahead. Okay, so I, I'm not. I'm, this is a segue, and I'm going to blatantly say this is a segue. But uh, I've I've learned my new least favorite person in the world.
3: Oh great! Oh, okay, I'll okay. Love to hate so on motherfuckers.
2: so I, I I I drive a lot um cuz you know it's kind of my job but my new least favorite person in the world is the secondhand tailgater so Wait, what? so let me break down who the secondhand tailgater is so you're going 120 on the highway right you're you're clearly the fastest car on the road bold assumption and then you right. pull over into the left lane where there is a car that is passing a little slower than you are moving but he's still criminally speeding <laughs> <laughs> And and some guy behind you who is slightly more criminally speeding than that guy decides that you are now way too slow for him (laughs) and starts to tailgate you because you're leaving the other guy with room to finish his pass. That guy can go suck a dick. I hate secondhand tailgaters. So my new thing is... I slow down a little bit when they get behind me, and then when they go to pass on the right, I fucking swerve at them so that they go off the fucking road and I don't have to deal with them anymore.
1: <laughs> well, you know, this does still follow like the, the, the primary rule of the road, which is the only rules anybody needs to know about driving anywhere, is that everybody driving faster than me is a maniac and everybody driving slower than me is a grandpa.
2: Yeah, well, well, the general rule of the road when you are around me is the left lane belongs to me, get the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you come anywhere near my bumper, I will make you hit a jersey barrier.
1: Oh yeah, with your with your with your 65 govern.
2: I I don't know what you're talking about. Um my 65 govern still weighs 37,000 pounds on a light day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, hold on! I, I want to tell this story because this is my favorite story of driving ever. Because okay, so I was going up to Fayetteville one day to uh, visit a friend of mine. I have I have a, a friend that lives in Fayetteville, and I mm, I don't know tasty. if you noticed this, but maybe maybe you understand that I don't know if you ever come through Arkansas really, but um, one of the things that I notice every time I make this trip is. So in in Arkansas, if you're going to head from like Little Rock up to Fayetteville, you basically take I-40 and you head west up until you. I forget what the actual highway is, but you head west, northwest, until you take that split that heads basically north straight to Fayetteville. And every time I take that exit, I swear to God, the caliber of driver that I am interacting with, their IQ goes from about maybe like, you know, right at bell curve, like right around 100, 110, like straight down to 40. Like they, they just they, they they stop caring about the other people on the road. They have disregard <laughs> for all laws. The 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 speed limit is a suggestion, and they're actively seeking your demise. It's it's. I, I wouldn't even say this if it wasn't like a consistent rule that I have to tell myself every time I like make this drive.
2: Just just remember, when you take that turn, the first sound you're going to hear is brake squealing, and then afterwards you'll only hear. <laughs>
1: Co- company by the sound <laughs> of twisting metal.
0: <laughs> oh, so, speaking of, of truckers, uh Johnny, I, I didn't tell you this, but on my way back from uh Missouri to Arkansas, uh I did cheat on you with another trucker in that I uh I was driving and he was like he's pretty much in the lane beside me. And we were going <laughs> like same speed, same place for like for like two hours of this trip. And <laughs> Um, I just accepted him as the other guy on the road. It was, was like super late at night, um, and he uh, he goes to like make his turn away from me, and he honks, and I look, and he salutes me, and then he he takes his turn off. And uh, <laughs> what a man! Yeah, I was like, I just made a friend on the road, <laughs> like- honorary trucker yeah like i was like wow that that meant a lot to me <laughs> i can't ever I'll tell, tell johnny about
2: I'm you what happened there is you were keeping him awake
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, like so that's like the biggest thing when you're a truck driver and you end up on a road alone and there are uh-huh. no cars around at all that's when you start dozing out because you don't have to worry about the safety of others uh-huh so, so the fact that you were sticking around with him means that he had he had something to be attentive to, and so he appreciated <laughs> you for that.
0: Right on.
2: Yeah, because I hate that shit too. When every car wants to go faster than me, and like I'm just stuck going like 65 on mm-hmm. a in a 65, and everybody else is going 95 in a 65. Yeah, see,
0: it was 3 a.m. and we were yeah. the only two cars on the road. And honestly, exactly. it, it gave me so much comfort. Those are my
2: hours. Those are my driving hours is like early as fuck or late as fuck.
0: It was you in the future. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause, Cause that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I helped future Johnny. You just His future. Yeah. He, <laughs> he passed through a time loop while on a delivery because that's how they do it now. Since there's so much traffic in the future, <laughs> they just, they let you take your route in another time period. And then, uh, and then you go like when he made that turn, he went back to his time, and he's like, "Man, that's the story Landon told on the podcast all that time ago." He <laughs> just looked out his window that he was like, "Holy shit, that's this is this is then." <laughs>
1: yeah, I was that
0: trucker. <laughs> you make sure X-Files to remember Steam to honk plays. and salute
2: me. And then I just got to remember to actually pull the trigger when it comes time for me to kill myself in my looper contract.
1: <laughs> <God> damn it. <laughs>
2: I ain't now playing no ruler. rookie Joseph Gordon-Levitt shit.
1: <laughs> oh, so so about that store driving to Fayetteville. So so I, I I'm going up there one day, and I'm, I'm I have a reasonable following distance. I'm, I've probably got like two or three car lengths between me and the next car, and I'm I'm just coasting. You know, it's it's relatively like traffic ridden in the area that I'm driving through, and a car like speeds up doing like 20 miles per hour behind me proceeds to whip around me whip into the right lane and then whip right over into the left lane and then slam on their brakes in front of me i guess at one point i had been going too slow for them and they 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 felt like i needed a brake check and so at this (laughs) point and and for people who don't know me i'm an extremely petty human being sometimes like extremely petty so i so i bide my time right i I keep a like a a weathered eye on the horizon and this vehicle and i'm just waiting and I wait until the right lane is damn near completely clear. And I, uh, as, soon as, I, as soon as I see my window, I whip over into the right lane, and I put the pedal to the floor and go as fast as my little four-banger will fucking take me. And I shoot in front of all this line of cars, in front of the car that passed me, and I get right next to an 18-wheeler. There's a two-lane highway at this point, by the way. And I get right to the left of this 18-wheeler, and I just set my cruise at like 55, <laughs> for like the next like half hour until i get to Fayetteville, it's like easily my like I, i've the few times of my life that i feel truly proud of the pettiness accomplished that is one of those times
2: and you were driving so you could safely say that you were richard petty
1: yes yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, normally I say you're being very Tom Petty right now but that was a driving uh, incident so you were being very Richard Petty
3: hmm.
0: <laughs> we a questionable guy just wonder have you ever wanted to kill God well now you can on Penguin, you can get Destiny 2's new DLC The Witch Queen for 26 That is 38% off. And our friends at Kinguin have given us a little code that you can click in the description of this video that'll take you straight to Kinguin where you can get deals like that on CD Keys all over the website. Thanks for listening, and thank you, Kinguin, for the great deals. We hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Johnny, I have a I have a new segment for the podcast where oh. I read um, so started reading uh, writing children's books um, for <laughs> modern <laughs> events for, for teenagers actually. Okay, our, I already hour.
1: don't like where this is going. And <laughs> it's uh,
0: <laughs> this is story time with Landon. So I, I've written this story called The Friend Zone. And it it, it basically <laughs> explains friend zoning to teenagers so that they can understand it better. And uh, it's it's written as a poem, just like a child a children's book. I have I had to dumb it down because you know you still have some teenagers reading at a third grade level. The youths <laughs> of America. Yeah. <laughs> the questionable guide presents the friend zone. So you found a girl who thinks you fancy, despite the fact that you're a fucking pansy. Her (laughs) eyes so bright, a smile that brings you much delight. But you realize your heart cannot take flight, for her Snapchat score increased by 150 when she was in the shower last night. The next day she's dating Chad. Chad plays football and fights with his dad. It makes you mad that you'll never be Chad. But that's identity theft, and felonies are bad. But luck is with you, for Chad is a cheater. And now she's in your inbox, being much sweeter. You helped dry up her tears, and her smile just grew. And then she said, If only I could find a guy that's just like you.
1: Man, the girl from Nanchukit really is a bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I ain't never that's going to Nanchukit.
1: <laughs> Let me simplify uh, next- this for you. She like you, but don't want that dick.
0: Yeah. Next time is uh, Mom Has an OnlyFans. <laughs> so look forward. You ready it.
1: for that in the next episode? I, I'm happy I'm on this podcast and not the next one. Oh, that- you <laughs> forgot
2: that you're part of a triple header. You're on the oh, next three, buddy.
1: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the Howard Stern show. We just absorb hosts over time <laughs> slowly. Until there's, like, so many names that nobody remembers who's even on the Howard Stern show anymore as a guest. We just assume they're a host now.
0: Uh, yeah, we assume one of them is Howard Stern, at least. <laughs> we don't even know if he's still there.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, excuse me. Is one of you Howard Stern? Oh, we don't fucking know, dude.
0: Like, we don't know, uh, man. I don't
1: know. I don't we know. all got curly, curly hair. hair. <laughs> <laughs> God, We're all Howard Stern. <laughs>
0: What is. A Don't grab a Stern, copy of really? Howard Stern. They have a closet full of Howard Sterns on hangers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hold on. It, sh- it shocks nobody to see Howard Stern in a closet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's okay. So. <laughs> uh, so somebody was. Uh, I think it was Jason in the chat the other day said something that was like, "Uh, what what is it? Was it? it was like thanks, Laugh Man, or something?" Like he had a typo. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, Laugh Man. Imagine that as a superhero, like the least covert superhero ever. His superpower is just that he laughs really loud. So, <laughs> so you get you like set the it's scene. Just annoying. He <laughs> just you just set the scene and it's like it's like a Hollywood movie premiere and it's just, and it's just like it's just like from the studio that brought you Spider-Man: No Way Home comes a new form of hero Seth Rogan
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> What you're describing is a supervillain
3: <laughs> in the city
2: <laughs> Spider Man <was> everywhere. <laughs> Spider Man, no, no comedy. <laughs> Basically, we made footloose with a superhero, but it's a town that never laughs.
1: <laughs> voiceover is over, like a close-up shot of a of a dark alley on a really rainy night, and you just hear
0: <laughs> and the only <laughs> clear building you can see is a well lit Denny
1: And and his origin
2: story, right? The origin story of Laugh Man is it was a is a harmless game of hide and seek. And he was chosen to hide and he couldn't stop laughing when they w- walked past his hiding spot.
1: <laughs> he fell into a vat of Fortnite. Laughman <laughs> Laugh needs to be your workshopped. Mom, and then
0: he became Laughman.
2: <laughs> Laugh man needs to be workshopped. But there's potential there.
0: That man's name,
1: we'll work on Joe. it.
2: Joe Guy, inventor of humanity.
1: It's actually just emerging. It is. It's just actually just emerging of Seth Rogan and Joe Rogan. <laughs> Have you ever had elk meat? <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a
0: super villain. <laughs> <laughs> Pull that up, Jamie. <laughs> I got three letters for you: D M <laughs> T.
1: So, kind of, kind of veering off for a second. Does anybody ever have the thought, like, and what maybe think of this is thinking about Joe Rogan in general? But do you ever see, like, especially comedians, like, you see them like once in a while. There's something that they really actually care about, and I swear to God, the weirdest thing to me on the planet is seeing famous, like, actors, actresses, comedians, whatever, actually like be serious and give a shit about something because nine times out of 10 my reaction is like and and I don't mean to be a dick but my my reaction is really this <laughs> this is what you're like choosing to like drop the whole act like, you you're like full serious face like er serious for this hey man and, I mean, okay, somebody's going to care sure. about
2: the oppression of the japanese silkworm <laughs> 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 for only 10 cents a day you too can get ripped off, so that I can make money off of a charity scheme.
0: In the <laughs> arms of an angel.
2: <laughs> Dude, honestly, honestly, the there are some some people who like go gung ho for something, and then you're like, oh, it's for that one charity. That literally just gives rich people tax write offs, and the CEO <laughs> of the charity didn't they get sued for like seven hundred
0: million dollars last year? <laughs> yeah,
2: like, yeah. like I get it. Like some of them do some help and stuff. Like St. Jude's is perfectly fine, even though it's a name you've heard of. Like St. Jude's is fine, but like Susan G. Komen for the Cure, oh yeah, like that that one's fucked. And then you got one's is like it? autism I... speaks as fuck. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, honestly, if I've heard the name of the charity, I'm like, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> like, and that's like if they have enough money to run an ad campaign, where the fuck are they? Spend- Do you really think they're spending money treating whatever the fuck they're doing? Right. Are they're they run, spending like- money on advertisements to get your were- money.
1: They run like a primetime ad in the Super Bowl and it's like, Susan G. Komen, race for the cure. And it's like, bro, you spit 30 million on this ad for 30 seconds. It's a million a second.
2: (laughs) And they're like, and they're like, but pink wristband. Oh, don't even get me started. They got a whole month. We put put pink wristband on wide receiver and pink number on hockey jersey. We care about breast cancer.
1: (laughs) Millions worth of You know what's funny? It
2: is um, the NHL actually dropped Susan G. Komen for the Cure for their cancer um, stuff, so they actually have their own charity now called Hockey Fights Cancer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because they found out how crooked because it's the Canadians, man. Like they don't they don't fuck around with no American Ponzi scheme stuff, right? <laughs> like, so <laughs> um, they 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 made a different. They they just made their own charity. They're like Hockey Fights Cancer. That's the name of the charity now.
0: <laughs> right on i mean yeah I, I do agree that like if they've got a ridiculous amount of ads probably not a good charity um right. for me like the two that i i like fully back are uh like the extra life foundation um they do actually every year on twitch you can get on on uh the i think it's i think it's a whole week actually there's a week of extra life events, and you can choose to make all of your Twitch donations go to extra life. Um, and it, uh, they help essentially they help children with, uh, extremely severe, you know, illnesses with their medical bills. And, uh, I, yeah, through video games. Hmm. And, uh, rooster teeth does it every year. They have, uh, yeah, so I actually just pulled up their thing um here so that I can actually talk more about it because they're like they're amazing. Um so Extra Life uh they have raised over 100 million dollars for sick and injured kids uh and it's and all the donations go to children's hospitals. Um and then also the uh Ramdas Love Server Member Foundation um they're essentially um I know they do a lot of uh like retreat st- like type stuff to help people um that are going through a a very extreme amount of like mental illnesses and things like that and uh those are those are and I've never seen an ad for either one of those. <laughs> hmm.
2: You know you know what uh all right so I have I'm going to tell you both my my favorite form of charitable donation Uh and least favorite form of charitable donation are um my least favorite of all time is the wounded warrior project um because it's literally like like five percent of the money they make actually goes to wounded vets and the rest goes to making fucking t-shirts and bottles and fucking paying their ceo
1: how when, will people know that and, there are and the warriors other thing, the other, And the
2: thing that really bothers <laughs> me about it is, like, if you want to donate to the military, you donate to the, the best thing you possibly can for the military, and that's the fucking Red Cross. Right. right. Like, donate to the Red Cross. Donate to the USO. Donate to actual government programs mm-hmm. that that work on the military bases and are interacting with soldiers every single fucking day. Don't give it to some corporate sponsor because they put their fucking logo on an Under Armour fucking water bottle.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, one of like, the few things that I actually donate to is, it, it, and I and I constantly find myself wanting to donate to like other organizations. But first of all, I'm poor, so fuck off. Second of all, um, <laughs> one of the few things that I actually do donate to is Wikipedia. And I just because I enjoy that there's like a source out there, even that, you know, it's not always like completely well cited and it's not always like there's a lot of because it's crowdsourced. People can go in there and fuck. But a lot of I, I found that there's a lot of information out there on Wikipedia that is entirely accurate, and really well sourced. And I do donate to Wikipedia just about every year, a couple bucks, just because I think that especially in areas of the world where especially with as prevalent as VPNs have become. Um having a source out there that just is all about putting out information the best they can, I think, is just really useful to humanity as a whole.
2: You know, you know how I know Wikipedia is not doing the best they can?
3: It's only- there's,
2: there's there is no page in the entirety of that web encyclopedia dedicated to a little podcast I like to call a questionable guide to life. And it needs to be um, fixed uh, pronto.
0: Yeah, so Wikipedia, we know you're listening. Um, yeah. And everyone else that's listening, too, uh, Netflix, HBO. Uh, Shouts Liferico. out to Joe Bizzle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the JBZ. Um,
2: hey, by the way, you're supposed to stand where they put the X tape on the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah. No turn
2: around. No, no turn around. No. You are facing the wrong way, Joe.
0: No, oh, oh, we heard it. right here. Okay, yeah, right there. Uh, he he left. He's gone. Okay, thanks <laughs> for stopping by.
2: <laughs> and and uh, just just to be just to be fair, um, we're also watching you listen to us, Cheeto man. We love we 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 also hate you. Please 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 don't. <laughs> run again um just to be fair
1: oh but you know uh, he's gonna
2: yeah and i'm still gonna vote third party <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is i don't vote third party because i believe that the third party candidate is gonna win i just want somebody to take five percent of the popular vote so that there's another choice
1: <laughs> i mean I, I i actually feel like that's like one of the biggest misses like third party votes don't work and it's like I mean, is is I third mean, party voting not essentially. Think about how it. When we were presented with
2: when we were presented with douchebag Cheeto and uh murder suicide woman as our choices, <laughs> um, the third party candidate, uh Weedman, uh took four point nine percent of the popular vote, which is the most that anyone has ever made, and if he had got point one percent more of the popular vote then the Libertarian Party would have been Officially recognized as an official party of the United States and gained a seat at the debate table the next year.
1: Wow, I did not know that. Yep. That's incredible. Yep.
2: Yeah, and uh, names redacted, by <laughs> the way Angry Cheeto Man and Murder Suicide Woman almost were taken down by Weed Man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow, it sounds like a-
2: Fucking comic book,
3: but just <laughs> real life. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> when you, you
2: describe yep. when you describe a politicians by what they're famous for, it's great. Just be like, Welcome. you know, you know, you're like, you're like, uh abandons his state uh, during a flood. Zodiac killer. Like you know who I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> yep. Welcome <laughs> to the stupidest timeline.
2: If I if I say dumbass waitress who's in over her head, you know who I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> well, Let me just say. I this is very petty of me, but when people ask me like, "Who did you vote for?" I like to get a rise out of them and tell them, "Oh, I don't vote." <laughs> and, and like, I I'll either get like, "Oh, I respect that," or like, someone will get mad, and I just think it's, it's funny because I'm like, I voted. Well, my whole thing
2: is like, well, all right. So the two places that I've lived right in the past like seven years were washington state and colorado there's you no, know, it doesn't matter who the fuck i vote for those states are going blue regardless yeah like because every fucking democrat in the world moved to those two states when they legalized weed
1: right
0: <laughs> well, and we're and covering the all, is all like, the taboo topics today
1: as yeah well, i mean like family in colorado it's like the people who have been in colorado for years hate that shit yeah i know they i know. hate like,
2: it but my whole thing my whole thing is like i don't side with either party ever and we we make we make a point to say this we are like very moderate yeah. in here and it's like right. it's i'm i am an independent voter right but yeah. independence only carries you so far like the only way that an independent voter gets their vote like to fucking count is if they're in a swing state like well, I mean, straight up
1: it doesn't really matter what my political be- beliefs are or like what what who I would even like try to support because I majored in environmental science and climate change is like really important to me so every time I watch the debates I go ah you're all so stupid
2: It's pretty sad when they had to use a 12-year-old to tell the UN that they're fucking up <laughs> And then oh, angry yeah, white angry then. angry white privileged people who like driving their F350s F- uh, with the catalytic converter cut off, are all like, I don't know. That child looks like she got Down syndrome. And you're <laughs> like, wow, this is what's wrong with the world.
1: Well, you know, they're really getting theirs right now. Gas is what four dollars, four fifty, five dollars a gallon. Like,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know. Like, I, I, the problem, the problem is the, like, the invention of the, the political meme. Right? Like oh the, the invention of the political meme has literally turned politics <laughs> into the movie idiocracy. Yes. Like cuz it's it's like you're either so far left that like you literally would like sell your kidney to somebody mm-hmm. who already has four kidneys or you're so far right that you're willing to step on somebody's throat just to make it so you don't have to pay taxes.
1: Right. I mean I would go so far as to say you're willing to step on somebody's throat just to make sure sure someone else doesn't pay taxes. Something that even you.
0: Absolutely yeah. angers me about being, you know, moderate and and telling people like, oh, I, I don't I don't just pick a side. They're like, Oh, that's that's a cop out. It's like, first of all, one, fuck you. Yep. To, two, why should I pick a side and just pick that side every time, no matter what they believe in. That's the real cop out, right? Well, it's like you don't have to the have, the have a, a belief the, system.
1: You're just like I vote yeah. the I vote the I'm blue voted. Guy.
2: Yeah, like every time. <laughs> like, that's the problem is nobody votes conscious vote anymore. Like, well, I guarantee you, like, I'm not, I'm not a Republican and I'm not a Democrat, but if you presented me with like Joe Biden versus Mitt Romney, I would vote for Mitt Romney
1: all fucking day. I'd vote for Mitt Romney just cause he's younger. Well, not even,
2: not even like as an age thing, but like, he was the only one of all of the Republicans who actually voted yay in favor of impeaching Donald Trump. Like, so if he has the balls to like, and, it, and I'm not saying that Donald Trump should have been impeached either, but like, I'm just saying like, he had the balls to go against his party, which is what we need in a real politician is somebody who's willing to fucking vote their conscience.
1: Right. Whether or not that was the right decision or not, it's like, that's what Mitt Romney believed to be the correct decision. And rather than toe the party line, he stuck with what he believed which was correct. And if there's anything missing in American politics today, it's integrity, which is what that shows.
2: Honestly, until we make, um, like these these are things that need to happen, and both sides agree that need to happen. Term limits for Congress, and we need to get lobbyists the fuck out of the uh the the Capitol building. Right. That's that's the two. Th- special interest groups should not have a say in government. Period. And the only reason they get away with it is because they legally make themselves human beings and constituents.
0: Right it's like
2: there's like a whole process of like turning a super pack like into a profiteering machine and stuff and it's like it's fucking great like if you've ever taken a political science class it's like american politics is the greatest fallacy and like swindle that anybody has ever brought upon this
1: world nothing pissed me off more when i was in school i when i was going to school i had to take one class that was called environmental politics and what i assert actually was called environmental policy sorry Um, what I assumed that class would be about was learning about actual environmental legislation, what the wording of the letter of the law is, what the actual, what it, what it actually means interpreting the letter of the law and like how that differs state to state, what the federal guidelines say, all, all that shit. And what I found when I actually sat down in class and, you know, we took the class was that the only thing we discussed was this like back and forth circle jerky conversation about, why you can talk about some things why you can't talk about others and basically how you get people to give a shit about issues and i was like is this really like i i paid several grand for this is this really what we're talking about because
2: hey teach them teach them earth good pollution bad they learn lesson
1: well i mean and it was (laughs) deeper than that but it's it's it just it frustrated me because i don't you shouldn't have to convince people to care about their own well being, and that's what just, drives me insane and one of the biggest things that we talked about was that you have to even even an issue that is a huge deal, like when you talk about like Gulf oil spills or like you know tankers like contaminating the oceans and shit and basically we we discussed that through the lens of You have to talk about this at the correct period, and you have to read what the political climate and landscape is at the time to be able to determine whether or not that's something you can actually address, because if the public support isn't there, you can't address it. And I'm just like... It it makes my fucking ass hurt.
0: (laughs) You know what? Same. I have a second-hand ass burn now. I just...
1: Oh, man, I hated that class. I hated that <laughs> class because, well, it, it frustrated me on another level because it's like, I, I, I need to know what the lettering of the law is as far as environmental regulation. Like, why are you teaching me about the gridlock of, of, of the political system rather than teaching me about the fucking laws? Or Instead, you get your me. degree
0: in a pamphlet. Right. And yeah. they're like, the pamphlet has half of one third of the information. Here you go. <laughs>
2: Congratulations. You have learned how to accomplish nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've learned the legality of what you know.
2: Now go, become, now go become an executive producer on a remake of Captain Planet and leave us alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> here, go do science shit, nerd. Get out of here. <laughs> I'd, I'd,
1: I'd, I'd kill somebody to be, a remake, or to be a producer of the remake of pa- Captain Planet. That's where I'm at in my career.
2: Oh yeah, hell yeah. I say we just we just we just go for it. I want to I want to do Captain Planet. That sounds like we so can much fun.
0: could get more people to watch it by having Snoop Dogg be Captain Planet. No, no, no. You, <laughs> no you, dude. you
1: come at it from the aspect of like Captain Planet was a very happy-go-lucky guy, but now he's like in his like 40s, like maybe early 50s. He's grizzled. He smokes cigarettes. He's like, "What the fuck and are y'all get, doing?" Y'all just literally just describing just shoot somebody describing Snoop
3: with a Dogg. Gun.
2: No, it's <laughs> not a, you don't you don't use Snoop Dogg for it though. You use like Clint Eastwood.
0: <laughs> Clint Eastwood is Captain Planet. You're gonna care. <laughs> it's like, hey, did you just drop that litter? This guy's like, yeah, who cares? I do, son. And then he like kicks the shit out of. Him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or or you could just get Daniel Craig to do it now that he's not James Bond.
0: <laughs> Daniel Craig is Captain Planet. <laughs> He sees you throw planet. a can in a bush and he snaps Captain your planet. fucking neck. <laughs> or Idris Elba would be another good Captain Planet. God damn. Idris <laughs> <Aegis> Elba just <laughs> Just power bombs you out of a tree for flicking a cigarette butt.
2: <laughs> the- <laughs> yeah, dude, just just imagine it like like but I want to make it like so. Mind-numbingly ridiculous. Like Captain Planet just literally goes to like an oil rig and just like murders literally every worker on it because there was an oil
0: spill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, like a very problematic Captain Planet because like he's there to punish you for the environmental factor, not the crime.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> and then he then he just hides in the hole in the ozone layer where you can't see him.
3: damn. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I hey, on the
2: dark side of the ozone <laughs>
0: Someone in a bank robbery <laughs> fires a gun and he comes in there and he just straight executes them because that stray bullet hit a plant in there and then he doesn't stop the rest of them like <laughs> have a nice day and care for the world and like flies out of there and and then just he about the, the
2: carbon out of the fucking barrel of the gun
0: yeah <laughs> i can use this to create new life this is just like this is dc's captain planet dude it's just no (laughs) i think we're literally just describing a dr manhattan movie
1: yeah i you know what i i've always kind of thought that dr manhattan kind of had a point
2: dr manhattan is captain planet if captain planet didn't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs)
1: look you guys are a plague just let me do my shit
2: yeah, like that's literally that literally Captain Here, Planet like. Captain Planet and Dr. Manhattan are the same superhero and you can't you can't tell me they're not.
0: Different costumes. It's like when I go in a game they I have a have three three have character bits, and a yeah. serious one. <laughs> it's just like when you're playing a video
1: game and you like go back to like the sixties, seventies, like old timey like outfit that the character wore and it's like the modernized version.
0: Yeah, or I, I go and I, I play as my character named, like, Knop, and he has, like, one eye that's, like, up way above his forehead. Like, created just absolutely ugly. And then I have John Steele. <laughs> <laughs> my other character is John Steele, super soldier. <laughs> and then you have Neep Knop <laughs> is the stronger character. I play as him more. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, oh man <laughs> dude that's like i don't know why but if your game doesn't have like a fun-ass customization i'm not about that life
0: <laughs> yeah like, if i can't be absolutely silly with it but also make a really cool character then i'm uh, not for me i'm like
2: i'm like if you if you aren't meeting the smackdown versus raw 2011 fucking standard get the fuck out of here
0: if i
1: can't create <laughs> sniffer Roth, get out
0: yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's my Elden Ring character, uh, which I'll, I'll have to show that to you, Johnny. I've been playing, uh, that <laughs> game Elden Ring the past couple days, and, uh, ta- well, actually, Tanner's seen literally everything I've done in the game, um, as Snifferoth. And there is a character in Final Fantasy named Sephiroth, and he has this, like, super long silver hair. He uses a katana, and I made a character that I wanted to be based on Sephiroth. But I made his nose like a foot or two off of his face and uh, super massive and I like hid his eyes like behind his nose a little bit and I pushed his mouth up behind his nose and I called him Snifferoth because he's just a nose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, oh, it's fantastic. Let's just
2: say that he'd definitely be voiced by David Schwimmer. <laughs>
1: I always imagined him being voiced by Alan Rickman, personally.
2: <laughs> Damn, that, that voiceover would be so intense. Just the sound of maggots eating flesh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god! god. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Got
2: him. I'm sorry to all of you Harry Potter fans out there, but so the dark Sniffer, humor what needed th- to happen.
1: Snifferoth, what do you think we should do?
0: It's like, oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. I think I have a better plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. We're not doing that. Well, perhaps this you wasn't should, a good idea. Yeah, you should see someone about what you just said.
1: Oh no, all <laughs> the letters we got were right.
0: <laughs> God. <damn>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I can't wait uh,
2: for the new Harry Potter game though.
0: Oh, I'm I'm so excited for that. We're going to make so much content with that. And Oh, yeah. Speaking of, that's a good way to segue here. Um, if you want to find our YouTube content, you can actually find a link in the description to the Loser Spookies Plays YouTube channel. Um, we are also on uh, TikTok and Instagram. We're also on Twitter. It, our Twitter is very unhinged. It's essentially if you took uh, this podcast and made a Twitter for it. Uh we're very ridiculous. I'm I'm sure I'm gonna share a lot of stories about some of the silly things that I've said. Um but you can actually find us there. Uh you can also find our Kenguin link in the description. And Tanner it's been great having you.
1: I it's been great existing.
0: Yeah, excellent.
3: I'll oh exist my. harder
0: <laughs> And we'll keep existing harder Until next time Or not, I'm not your dad Ooh, yeah Sheila, please come back to me I'm sorry, you can work things out